there's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Elevate every morning with Tommy John's Second Skin Underwear. The luxurious support of Second Skin guarantees everything will go smoothly. With over 20 million pairs sold and thousands of five-star reviews, guys love Tommy John. Plus, your most valuable assets are covered with Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or its free guarantee. Shop Tommy John's friends and family sale right now and get 25% off site-wide at TommyJohn.com slash Spotify. TommyJohn.com slash Spotify. See site for details. I've had a lot of messages from Spurs fans that enjoy the, um, you know, the equivalent of the charity shield. They couldn't even get past COVID. You know, a bit of controversy with his au pair. Let's just put okay. it that way. Okay. Allegedly. Allegedly. Of course. Yeah. Bakatar is something else. And keep your eye on him. Because yeah. he's going to be the match winner this, this week. I'll tell you something now, Jim, right? If we win this, this Conference League trophy... We will have more European cuts than Arsenal. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Ripple Effect. This I'm excited about this one. I've been thinking about the sort of culmination of the season quite a lot recently, and there's a lot of sort of there's a lot of noise and there's a lot of hating, and I know I'm part of that. But I also think sometimes people get in other people's way and this is a a great example of if you want to turn your nose up at what we're going to talk about today and i'm with nikki hawkins from west ham fan tv uh that is if you are a west ham fan then this is a channel that you have to subscribe to it's been going a long time it's authentic um it's insightful it's fantastic big fan of it i'm a big fan of nikki's as well nikki's gonna sort of go through so many interesting sort of starting points end points there's it's going to be a lot of questioning here nikki where i'm probably going to go you having that one you having this one in terms of ripple effects and feel free to go nah jim you know that's that's nonsense but we're going to talk about the europa conference league and the final of it and i i'm all for it man like people are this is my new dream is as a qpr fan yeah is to get to a europa conference league final because that is probably as good as it could possibly get for for me at, at this point um, because QPR is so far away from that now you're so much closer to you know the elite mm. but to sort of the starting point in terms of I guess our relationship like we first met years ago at Ball Street and you were you know starting off as a, as a fan channel and I always got the feeling that was sort of a part of a kind of you know a stable of of different channels yeah and I bet this has occurred to you numerous times over the years and probably still does to this day, is that West Ham are like are the other guys. They're a huge club. Of course. But they're kind of in, especially in YouTube with an algorithm and, and you can make the best video you want, but you're going to get hurt a little bit by the fact that it is about West Ham. I do stuff about um, the EFL. And again, like if you've got 10 people, if only three of them even like the EFL, you've got to hope all three are desperate to watch that video, right? So for for you, I would imagine there's often been a lot of waiting around, waiting to be asked a question, waiting to be seen. 
Yeah. And that kind of is in line with your sort of fortunes, I guess, as a channel are sometimes aligned with the... Losses. The losses. Well, <laughs> yes, oh, that's what I was going to get to, but but also kind of, you know, where West Ham are in the food, yeah. food chains as much as what you've actually got to say. Yeah, of course, yeah. So, so if you if we take a second, like right now, how are you feeling about... West Ham and yourself within that because it is you know a huge huge part of your life and has been for a long time and you've kind of been on the sidelines for a long time and you're now you know walking into your uh, you know a European final well I think it's it's one of them things where I'm, I still can't believe it to be honest with you and I know look we're going to get a lot of messages from you know the top six because in terms of you know being the other guys first of all is that the brand, the Premier League brand, is so centred around six or seven clubs. And, you know, even when it comes to, you know, mainstream television, mainstream media, you know, they will always take precedent. If you look at, you know, how many times the West Ham uh, games are shown on the TV compared to a Man United or, you know, an Arsenal or someone like that, it's it's minute, mm. you know. And, and you know, we, we, sometimes it just seems like we're there to make up the numbers. So when you've got a chance... You know, they, they, they create this new competition. We've done very well in, in uh, Europa League that's had a, a bit of a resurgence in the last few years because it was it was, it was very much the cup that, that no one wanted. Yeah. You know, no one wanted to be in it. No one wanted to play on Thursdays. But as that sort of top four has grown into a top six and now a top seven, top eight, you know, there is more appetite for that, for the fans and, and uh, of them clubs. So to, to be in the Conference League, and, and we earned that through, you know, league positioning last year, it's been a very, it's been a brilliant journey for us. You know? Yeah, how were you feeling at the start of, you know, the summer and the competition? Did you have to qualify? For, like, for yeah, it? we did. Yeah, yeah, we did. We did have to qualify for it. Um, I thought because we did well last year, and I think you get caught up like this as a as a football fan. Anyone, you think we was amazing last year? We're going to be amazing this year. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't quite work out like that. So at the beginning of the season, I was like, well, yeah, we should be getting to the final with this and possibly winning it, you know. But then as the Premier League season unfolded, you start to think, you know, will he start to concentrate on the league? Yeah, and, yeah. And just ch- you know, is this worth it? Is it worth it? Is yeah. it worth the place in the league and to chuck it a bin? But I would say this is absolutely worth it. You know, for for Van Aston Villa, she's got in it. Um, and they're going to have a fantastic time. We've been on a Stag Do Cup this year. We've been to Ayanapa, we've been to Amsterdam, we've been to Prague. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, we went to all them places, you know. And it's just a chance to experience these things. And it's just that experience for, for fans, not so much the team. You know, it, it, it's not probably not going to be on high on the priority list of Declan Rice's career when he finishes or Lucas Paqueta mm. when he finishes, you know, being playing at World Cups. But as fans of, of a club that, you know, are trying to crack that, I think this is a good route and it's, you know, it's a good opportunity for, you know, the other guys to experience this sort of thing. Yeah, because I, I mean, I was thinking about it, like I say, I've been thinking about it recently, is like the sort of, um, the sort of snobbery that is in football right now and that will, this is the, we're getting to a point now where you're, uh, unless you're uh, sort of focused in mind and you're able to block things out you're actually trying to win things for the relief of not getting people taking the piss out of you as much as anything else and that is just so stupid like the whole point of all of this i was thinking you know from qpr's point of view we are really struggling right now and i you know i go with my dad i don't know how many good moments we're going to have 
like again do you know what i mean and that is what it all that matters but do you know is, what i mean but you... this is the thing is, I, I don't get it you know and social media amplifies it yeah. you know a billion times but i don't get it you know you get you get these these fans of these clubs you know especially like and i'm not having a go at them but the fans abroad i'm born into this i was born in the area my granddad my dad my you know my my great granddad and, mm. and and we've had family that have played for west ham over the you know the 127 28 years that you know, we've always been in that area, working class. If you're born in America, you can pick anyone. It's not nothing to gloat about because, you know, ultimately I could turn around and go, do you know what? I'm not supporting West Ham anymore. I'm supporting uh, Man City now because they win everything. And I could sit there gloating. It doesn't yeah, it's yeah. not my trophy. It's not their trophy. You know what I mean? But, you know, but I think, I think it, it's, it's a lot more difficult for us to carry on and keep that what to stick with you to stick with yeah, it yeah, yeah because yeah. because you know I, I have never seen the trophy i've seen the inter toto cup once yeah you know and we've been to cup finals and then you see like man city one final this week another final on saturday you know been to something like 10 in the last 8 years or something and you think wow that's you know it it takes a special type of person to stick with someone that ain't successful yeah and I think that should be lauded and not. But what you ask, yes, that's a great point. And what, what, but what you're sticking around for are the, the are these, yeah, are the hopes of the moments. And and the moment generally, it's not going to be, especially in the Premier League. You know, for me, or for say, you know, a Norwich City fan, or you know, a, a, a Derby County fan, they've gone through a hell of a lot, right? But they're gonna they're they're gonna get some promotions. Sheffield Wednesday recently, yeah. unbelievable stuff. So I I will have a lot of sympathy for the Everton fans the West Ham fans that have had to sort of stick around for a long time and not have that that day where you're the best and it's yours and so this sort of snide idea and I'm kind of thinking about some Spurs fans now you if you're a Spurs fan you're listening to this (laughs) that's what everyone's got in mind but I think today because the thing is I think if Spurs fans Spurs fans are so locked into this purgatory of we should, should, we should be doing this. We should be winning that. And you haven't won this and you haven't won that. Whereas actually, if Tottenham had it kind of got got out of their own way a little bit, really believed in a competition like this, just because if it matters to you, that is all that matters. Well, this is the thing. I, you know, I, I was telling you before we come on here, I've had a lot of messages from Spurs fans saying, enjoy the, um, you know, the equivalent of the, Charity Shield. Well, I think that would be more like the Super Cup, to be honest with you. It'd be more, this is be more like the League Cup of the... Cup Winners' uh, Cup, I, I've been calling that a little bit. Yeah, know, maybe, yeah. Like, that same yeah. kind of feel from back in the day in terms of teams that teams that are really happy to be there. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, enjoy this, enjoy that. They couldn't even get past COVID last season, you know? And they was losing to, like, um, you know, part-time sides and that, you know? And not taking it seriously. But I'm telling you now, and you could ask Flav this, you know... Get to that final. You'll enjoy that day. Oh my god! You enjoy and, the journey. But but what would be such a shame is if if Tottenham were in the Conference League, which they've not qualified for this year. But if they were, and I'm not trying to hammer the Spurs here, but what I would say is that sometimes we need to get out of our own way. We sort of spend hours and days and years following a team, and if Spurs if Spurs got to the Conference League final, there will be some that won it and will go, well, okay, well we should have won that. This sort of you got to get out of your own way. I thought there was a great example of it actually with with Man City in the FA Cup final because the way they celebrated, the way Pep Guardiola, who's won everything, celebrated, yeah. he really got out of probably what a lot of us are feeling, which is 
I guess the inertia of them winning it again and him actually going hang on a minute this is one of the greatest teams ever and we've just beaten Man United I just find the levels of it quite interesting in terms of kind of where you are and the potency of what can be provided and the Conference League and the Europa League we saw it with Rangers last year they were dream like they were in dreamland yeah they were yeah last year got to the final obviously get their hearts broken at the end of it but it's still like what a ride it will have been and for for west ham fans it's that's such a great thing for you guys to be able to enjoy now as long as you do enjoy it but i think some clubs kind of can get in their own way when it comes to these competitions i think do you know what i mean with spurs fans as well i think they're going for bust you know you, you had that documentary all or nothing if the answer's nothing, have a little bit, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then you'll enjoy that a little bit more, no, you know? But great. they, um, look, I think Arsenal fans are going to be the next ones. You know, Arsenal fans are turning into the new Tottenham fans, especially with the yeah. title challenge this year. They're, they're becoming unbearable again. And um, it's just the, it's just the cycles, isn't it? You know what I mean? But, yeah, well, you have to kind of realign yourself. I think you, because what's also lovely about us sitting down today is normally when we get together and I go, oh, can you do a video of me? It's because someone's invaded a pitch. <laughs> yeah, or, or, or punch someone's lights out. Yeah, or, or someone's kicking or someone, off. someone's going or yeah, not playing or, anymore. Exactly. Or, or the owners have got to go. So for us to kind of go, hang on, things well, are going to go. But also within the context of actually quite an odd season for West Ham. Very strange. Because it's not, I, I mean, I watched your preview and I'm going to steal one of your stats. It's, 20 defeats. Yes. 20 defeats. Yes. It's, uh, it's been really, really strange. So again, that competition's been a real tonic for you guys, surely. Again, yeah. I, I, but it's just enjoying the moment. Yeah. Everything is about enjoying the moment. You know, you get to that, you know, we had it last year as well, where you get to that one stage and you think, sure, we've come up against Sevilla, the kings of the Europa League. And you're like, this is it now. We're not going to get any more after this. Then you beat them. Yeah. Then you're on to Leon. We surely we can't beat Leon. Then you do, yeah. And then you, you know, and it gets to that point where you you're just waiting for the, you know, clubs like we're not we're not guaranteed to be in the champ. We're not in the Champions League. We're not in the Europa League. We're not in the Conference League unless we win this competition. And you get a little taste of that. You know, away days are so different in Europe. They're so different. And this Cup final, I can't wait to see it, Jim, because you know they've got a fanfare and everything else around the whole thing and I've seen the pictures and that I cannot wait to get out there to just oh, to just taste it I'm so jealous but it is an odd odd season and I was really worried that you know as, as you say because we were so amazing in, for the past couple of years really in terms of what we're achieving top six and top seven finishes back to back is is fantastic for a club like us when you when you see what's competing with you and then you, you get to the point where you think you're so amazing and you're sort of banking on getting to this final and then yeah, you beat a couple of sort of part-time teams in the group stage, but then your league form so bad, and you are. And we spoke earlier on in the season. Yeah, I, I, I was certain. I was certain that we was going to get relegated. Yeah. Certain of it, yeah, because I've seen the pattern, and I was thinking to myself when we started to get through to the knockout rounds, is that it was so dependent on what was happening in the league. To he's going to chuck this one away if we right, if we're not getting right. the wins and yeah. and we just didn't want that to end mm. and thankfully like you know Moyes has taken a lot of stick you know no more so from me but he never chucked this away and he never you know he never sort of sacrificed his competition to save his bacon mm. and if that's it, if it were to come round again do you will you look at it differently 
as in, uh, you know, because there often is, there's a question that goes around a lot of time, you know, would you take winning the FA Cup final and getting relegated? Or And often there is a feeling that, you know, you've got to, you know, obviously you have to stay in the Premier League. Do you look at that differently now? No. No. I would take a relegation. Oh, right. You want the moment. Yeah, I want yeah, the yeah. moment. Right. I, well, that's, you know, I don't get them. But some would have been going, look, this... This trophy doesn't matter. Europe doesn't matter. Let's just make sure we stay in the league. It absolutely matters. If you're not winning trophies, what is the point of your existence? Yeah, yeah. You know, and unfortunately, only a couple a season get handed out. Mm. You know, and, and it's all about that. You know, it, it doesn't affect me. You know, I will follow West Ham whether they're playing Manchester United or Wrexham at the bottom of the, on the table. It doesn't matter to me who they're playing. I'm a fan. I'm I'm committed. I'm invested. And you've been down, I guess, and, is the and, thing. And That's probably been, a good thing yeah, you've had it. we've been down you? there. We, and, but we've lost to the bottom teams when we've been at the top, you know. Mm. I'm invested as a fan. £150 million for them doesn't bother me. It's not going in my pocket, <laughs> you know. Quite the opposite, actually. They, yeah. You know, the, more, the, the longer we stay up there, the, you know. And there was times at this season, Jim, when I was thinking, because I was so convinced that we was going to go. And I was thinking... I could suffer a couple of years in the championship, really, because of the VAR nonsense. Because it's oh, really man. draining me. Yeah. And um, as fans, it's it, you know, it's you know, look at the playoff finals. They, all of a sudden, they're introducing them in them, and then you know, the big these big controversial moments. And you know, I just think VAR, although it's probably the right thing to do, is taking moments yeah. away. Oh, totally. And. You know, I, well, Antonio I, was saying it recently, wasn't he? He's like, he doesn't celebrate anymore. Doesn't you can't. And what joy were what joy he brought with those stupid <laughs> celebrations? Yeah, and, and, yeah and, you, and you're basically waiting for someone's tone out. You know, you know, and and this is look, I won't get into the VAR debate. I'm sure you've had these many times, but we sort know. of. I, I, it's not a, a an actual rule, but generally VAR is banned from this podcast. Yes, so okay, yeah, yeah, yeah well, go on, finish it off. But you know, <laughs> something that can't be seen by the naked eye. You know, someone's tone now is offside. There would be no way you can on earth. And they're ruling it out. Yet you've got people flapping their hands around in the box and they won't interfere. It just doesn't make sense to me. I, I actually, because I always think that, that the power of sport is what you kind of learn from it and take with you. Mm. And I, I, the thing, I'm pro- the problem I have with VAR is this idea that everything is, is black and white. And whereas if you didn't have it, you'd go, well, that hasn't gone your way this time. Yeah. You're going to have to get on with it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I best go again then. Yeah. <laughs> but that, yeah. that's that's a whole lesson that we're not learning anymore. What we're doing is we're going to Twitter, seeing some screenshots and deciding there's a conspiracy against our club. And it's just like, it's not that really. Yeah. But anyway, uh, West Ham have always been a big club with an established reputation within the English game. But over the last few years, they've really come into focus as a club that catch people's attention. Be that because of good or bad things. Either way, what West Ham are on the verge of doing could completely reshape the future of the club or not. And what happens next? Uh, during this episode, uh, we're going to discuss what winning the Europa Conference would, uh, sorry, could mean, but also what have been the ripples that have brought us to this point. Because, yeah, I think since we, we would have met 2015, 2015, 16. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, God, it's been pretty wild for you Like since then. We're yeah. going to go through some of these years. We've got some ripple effects from Twitter. These, some of these are great. So I just want to kind of get yours. Uh, thoughts and feelings on it. Uh, Joshua Patinga. Sullivan not giving Pellegrini three million to spend to sign Edward Mendy. 
led to us signing Roberto. Which yeah. I hadn't thought about Roberto. Like uh, everyone now, we're going Roberto. Roberto. There'll be a moment where <laughs> I Roberto. Remember, I'll never forget Roberto. <laughs> yeah, club legend in a way. <laughs> Roberto was signed, a goalkeeper, of course, uh, which hence led to Pellegrini being sacked, which led yeah. to Moyes getting us to a European final and Chelsea winning the Champions League. There's a few sort of Roberto uh, ripple effects. Pellegrini yeah. seems to be linked in this as well. Thoughts on that one? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah you know, it, it, they are ripple effects. You know, Roberto was probably the worst goalkeeper I've ever seen. You know, I remember him slapping the ball in his own net at Burnley and just looking at Ryan as if to say, what is going on here? You know, like, what is it? Like, no joke, I could have done a better job than Roberto. I love, um, there are players in, I mean, I guess at any club, there are players that they're so bad. They're actually, there's an element of joy that kind of gets squeezed out of them. Like, <laughs> yeah. as the years go on, you get, you sort of, Bob Malcolm was one for QPR. Yeah, where he we've had, like we've running had backwards Thomas Repka, we've had people like Lewis Bottomalte, where they're so bad, you just think to yourself, it's just boring hating on them now. So we just start to, <laughs> you know, to turn, for him, turn them into cult heroes. Yeah, yeah. John Pantsil was John another Pantsil, one. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, God, a whole long list of strikers, I imagine. That's got to be a great <laughs> trivia question for you in the West Ham lot. Like name all the strikers that you've had over the last 10 or so I years. couldn't even name the last five years. <laughs> uh, Matt Woodruff says, uh, Gidson Fernandez signing for Spurs means that uh, Matt, uh, West Ham got Suchek. Then we're able to stay up. Then we're able to get his mate, Sufal, uh, who, who helps take us to Europe, which then helps us get a new Czech investor. Wasn't yes, this, yeah, yeah. Who invests and we get the Conference League final in the Czech Republic. And just think about what that party is going to be like after. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, it will be amazing. Yeah, that is that is a great ripple effect, actually, because I was one of the ones really berating us not getting him because I thought he was going to be the next big thing, you know. And uh, then, you know, Spurs get him who's a rival of ours and you think, but Suchek single-handedly kept us up there. He was a phenomenon. Uh, you, uh, whilst, whilst we're here, Suchek and Sufal were, everyone loved them last year. And it felt like it sort of wobbled about a bit this year. Where where are you at with those two players and their sort of futures at West Ham? Um, I love the two of them. You know, I lo- they're both really nice guys. Sufal was a great player and he's had some difficult times. Suchek, he gets a lot of rap and a lot of... Sh- Can I swear? No, not yeah, really. Yeah. A lot of shit. Um, because Moyes bases his, the whole game around him. and he's, it, he's the Fellaini, He's the Fellaini, yeah. yeah. And... Um, he just stopped doing what he was doing. And, you know, when the focus is all on him and, and everything's on him, then, you know, teams in the Premier League and managers are intelligent and they, they pick up on that. So he's a very one-dimensional player and he's not someone you want to base your game around. Right. And I think he just gets a lot of shit for that. Um, I love the guy, but and he single-handedly did keep us up when, you know, he was an unknown entity. But, you know, as I said, he's so one-dimensional that he's been figured out a long time ago and really? he struggles. Yeah, he That's does struggle. Okay, uh, Rye says uh, not a Hammers fan, but does purchasing ballers like Skamaka and Pakatar increase pressure on Moisey and his football, as his football doesn't suit them? That kind of, does that link in with Suchek a little bit in terms of the sort of progression of the club? Because that's what we're talking about as well. I think West Ham's a really interesting example where you've made some moves that felt like the wrong ones, but now as the years have progressed, I know it'd be interesting to get your take on the, the stadium. At some point, but the you'd done so well, and then it was like, okay, well, let's just use some of this money, let's buy some better players. Yeah, yeah. And it's a bit like um, a lot of people won't know this reference, but you remember Gladiators yeah. back in the day, and there was like the Travelator at the end. Yeah. So basically, there was this like assault course, a bit like um, Ninja Warriors, 
And like right at the end of it, there was this sort of imagine a, a running machine, but it was on a massive tilt. Imagine running down the escalator up the es- down the uh, up the down the escalator, but flat. Yeah, but flat exactly. And th- often there were some people would be able to get like put the effort in, get themselves up there. And there'd be some people who would they'd go, they'd get about three quarters of the way up, and then they'd have to make a leap. Yeah, and try to, and to, to get try and onto it. Yeah, which must have burned their fires. Yes, a lot. And then they'd obviously give up, and go down. That's West Ham. For me, because you you could easily go down, get relegated, like we've discussed. But you're also sort of big enough to, you know, take a deep breath and try and sprint and get up to the, like the top of the mountain yeah. a little bit. And you've you've leapt a couple of times and not and, and not, not kind of got there. Yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We you know it's the brass ring thing. We haven't we haven't quite grabbed that brass ring. But I think that's down to a lot of um, you know the the chairman. I think that sometimes they run our club like a car boot sale. You know, and this. How do you mean? In terms of they're just looking for bargains that can do the job, um, and never quite willing to invest. But in terms of Moyes, he's under a lot of pressure because when he came back, we had a, a couple of you know what you say ballers in in Anderson and Haller, you know, and Haller's you know the, the, the you know the prime example because he's gone on and he's play, now playing for the, one of the top teams um, in Europe, mm. um, doing very well. He's scoring goals by the bucket loads. But Moyes couldn't get a tune out of him, yeah. you know, and people, you know, blamed it on the Premier League. I think he would have done well with other teams like Man United or Arsenal. He would have done very well there. Very good player, but at the time he came in and he, 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 he you know, he he played a style that didn't suit Hilaire but was working. So when we took, a, 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 you know, a fifty percent hit on him when we sold him, um, everyone was going, well, yeah, that's the best thing to do because you know. Um, it wasn't working. It wasn't, it's not working with him and, and, you know, to get rid of him. And then he took 18 months to, you know, to, to choose his replacement. He comes with Skamaka, who's very much, I'm not going to say they're the same sort of player, but it's the same. He doesn't very fit. Very similar. I think quite similar. Maybe, yeah. In terms of size, they're not going to run the channels too much. No, no, no. To get the hold ball up to them. play and, you know, yeah. got to have plans. And, and it's just not working for Skamaka. It wasn't working, you know. And, He's not a Moyes type player, and Mikel Antonio was on a podcast the other day. Although I don't agree with the timing of the podcast, yeah. I do agree with the um, of the content of it. Yeah. And you know, he's a class class player, but he's not a David Moyes player. What, what was eighteen months about then choosing him? Because you're basically bringing in the same player again. You might mm. as well just kept Talia, which I think is the the progression for us. I, lo- I love David Moyes. I love what he's done, but his time here is done. Yeah, you know, believe that. Yeah, his, his time here is done. And um, if we want to progress, he needs to go. Because that progression for you comes in the form of dominating games, having the ball, it looking prettier. Playing, yeah, playing a pretty... I wouldn't say pretty, but, you know, it's got to be effective. Mm. You know, there's no point in having the ball at 90% possession and losing 1-0 every week. But, you know, you need to do something different. You know, you've got these managers now that are... They're basically scientists like Pep, you know, he's he's bringing this and, and Klopp, you know, right backs into these midfield, um, what do you call it, hybrids and things where he switches from. And you think, what is going on here? You know what I mean? Like four, four, two. What's happened to that? Yeah. yeah. And, and, it, but you, but you know, and, but, and people like Moisey are, are very stubborn and very, you know, to the point, they're not going to progress. You need someone, you know, especially as a smaller club, you need someone with ideas and mm. so, uh, an innovator. Sure. Yeah. 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 You've got to be ahead of the curve, haven't you? Yes. I think I agree with you. I think that's the the biggest thing I've I've sort of thrown at West Ham this year is that 
you know, there's a lot of good players there, but in terms of the sort of offensive strategy, it's not really there. Yeah. And that's, that's why, Rai, you're probably right. You know, the football doesn't suit him. What I do appreciate, and I think it was clearly the right decision, was to to stick with him until the end of, of of a season because I think he was able to navigate it. Antonio also spoke about how, look, it's, they got to a point where it's like, this isn't working. The players aren't enjoying it. He's not enjoying it. So they went back to type and then started to win games and look 10 times better. And that, that's what gets you out of the, the trouble. It was the worrying how long it took to go back to type. But know. I guess there's an endeavour there to to be better, which is, which is a good thing. It, it, it just... The, the the new style was worse than the old style in terms of it. Everything was based on a on a defensive strategy and hitting them on the break. It what what, what is that? What our, our our strengths are in attack. Right. It, it doesn't take a, a genius to work that out. You know we've got two hundred million pounds of attacking talent. I'm surprised Warburton didn't. Um, so think of what. So Mark Warburton was QPR manager. Yeah. Um, left or sacked, whatever, and then went and became assistant with you. I thought that. The thing that he does do is he actually quite he sort of slows it down quite a lot, yeah. and you kind of keep the ball. But he looks like a sort of an offensive manager, but it's actually just like pure possession a lot of the time. And I wonder if that kind of played a part where Moyes has gone, okay, this guy's kind of experienced. So let's go with it. Yeah, let's go with it. Maybe, and then didn't Maybe. Work. Uh, Adam Brown says Jesse Lingard rejecting us for money ended up with Pakatar instead. How do you feel about Lingard not going with you at the time? Were you gutted? I wasn't gutted. I was disappointed because, you know, I, I loved him when he was with us um, the first time. But he led us a merry dance, um, led us all a merry dance. You know, he was one of these people where he was sort of hinting at this and hinting at that. And sort of summer romance, wasn't it? Were you yeah, still into it? You think you could make it work? Listen, he's, he's a... He's a He's a TikTok merchant, isn't he? He's a, he's a you know, social oh, don't media. Don't do that, Nikki. No, Are he people is. people allowed to have a little dance? No, no, no. no listen, I've got no... I, listen, I'll go on TikTok and dance all day long. It's not It's not that. <laughs> but that. he's more interested in, you know, and this is what I thought of. He's more interested in the Jesse Lingard brand than he is actually playing football. And, you know, unfortunately for him, whoever he's got advising him, you know, they need to realise it. It goes hand in hand. I still think there's a player that I think... Well, I, I would I would be far more damning if he was at a team that was playing good football, had the ball a lot of the time. Like I think at Forest it was that was kind of the wrong move for him. But I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But it ended up being the best thing for us because because Bakatar is something else. And took him a minute though, right? It took him a long while. It took him, you know, and it's no there's no coincidence that once he started playing, our results picked up because he is the hub. You know, the things he does is amazing. Really? And he's yeah, you know, I think he's gonna get better and better. And um keep keep your eye on him. Because yeah. he's going to be the match winner this this week. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, nice, nice. We'll get to yeah, we'll get to the final uh, preview a little bit later on. Yeah, do you think he can exceed Declan Rice? No, no, okay. no. De- Declan's special. Okay. Uh, Leah Terrid, uh, how about not paying for their stadium like other clubs? Does this mean that they get more money than other teams to spend on transfers? At the taxpayers' expense, little dig there. I'm I'm a taxpayer, so I, I agree with that <laughs> to a certain extent. Yeah, no. got it for fifty million. We I remember us doing a video on that, and like this sort of how dire it felt there. Do you now look at that as like it was the right, you know, or, or were you certain it was the right move then, or like would you? Because I remember kind of it didn't. There was a feeling of like, oh, why have we left Upton Park? It's one of them things where I don't think we really understood the implications of it. You know, me me especially, I know some people, you didn't want to leave, leave your spiritual home, but, you know, you was basically sold, uh, you know, propaganda 
this is going to be the the hub that makes us the big club, and it's it's not true. You know, it's can it never be true if they buy it and knock it down and you know and 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 do all of that sort of stuff. It will never. We can't have a fan zone to show the game in our ground because they're playing baseball there. We're in a final. That's our home ground. Right. You know, they, we can't have it because they've just had Burner Boy concert and now they're converting it to the to the to the baseball. You tell me if the, if if it was if QPR was in a final, Loftus Road would be open, right? Um, well, it would. no, but the thing is, I think no, I think it'd be a bit unfair there because you like you don't know if you're going to get to a final. You don't know. Yeah, so so you try and make money. That's an asset, isn't it? That can bring in money. It's not our money. Whose money is it? Then? It's E twenties or whatever. The, the, oh, you know, right. the, it's not our money. In oh, okay. any other day, any other club, you would that would be the hub of. You know, and right. look, there's a lot of space there, Jim. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah there's a lot of space there. You know, that would be the hub of this is where the fans are going to congregate. And it could, could be a little bit um, problematic because if they if we do win it, they they will congregate there. How do you think? Yeah. Is they, that will everyone, yeah, that, I mean, that'd be interesting. Yeah, if you do win will. it, they'll flock there, will they? Yeah, of course they will. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Okay. Right, guys. Uh, we are going to go through the years uh, right after this. Elevate every morning with Tommy John's Second Skin Underwear. The luxurious support of Second Skin guarantees everything will go smoothly. With over 20 million pairs sold and thousands of five-star reviews, guys love Tommy John. Plus, your most valuable assets are covered with Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or its free guarantee. Shop Tommy John's friends and family sale right now and get 25% off site-wide at TommyJohn.com slash Spotify. TommyJohn.com slash Spotify. See site for details. Just to say, guys, if you are listening right now and you're enjoying the podcast, make sure you check out all the other ones. They're all quite evergreen, and I've been told that people do go back and listen to them all. So I go, do. Thank you, Nick. Well, there you go. That's the, I mean, I didn't want to give away my source, but it was Nicky. <laughs> so if you uh, if you haven't, then go check them out. Loads of really interesting stuff there. And also, if you're enjoying the podcast, do me a favor. Give us a five-star rating and follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Honestly, it massively, massively helps keep me in a job okay uh last one last quick ripple effect uh, but we're probably going to get into it in more detail charlie dimatteo appointment of pellegrini led to rice being moved from center back to center midfield you know the rest does pellegrini get a bit of credit for for that change with rice he's got to. yeah he's uh, in my opinion and uh, this is going to cause you know all sorts of controversy as it normally does he's one of the best midfielders in the world if they'd kept been kept at centre back, he could have been a half, you know, half bake centre back who, you know, might be playing for someone like Reading, and you, you never know, you know. So okay, here's one: if Pellegrini doesn't put him into centre midfield, and also we're we're going to go through the years, so we're kind of starting with 2015-16 here. So second of July 2015, Reece Oxford makes his debut in the Europa League at 16 years old, and goes to have a player to play for West Ham. He's now at uh, Augsburg. I never say it right. If he'd been able to kind of stay and play and play in midfield, would Declan Rice have been a centre-back? And if he had still been a centre-back, would he be playing for Ireland as a centre-back? Or would he be playing for England? Yes. Really? Yes, he would. Because I think with the Ireland stuff, it was... I'm not saying we was lacking in midfield, but, you know, because of the system that 
Southgate plays, he plays two holdings and holding midfielders. You know, they're pretty much screaming out for him then. They weren't screaming out for centre-backs. You know, you had the likes of Mings. Maguire's very much a stable. He still is. Um, John Stones. Maybe he doesn't give him the call. He plays one competitive game for Ireland. That's him, Ireland. Yeah, yeah. You know? True, very true. It, I think it got to the point where, because he was playing in midfield and playing very well in midfield, Southgate said, look, you know, hold, yeah, hold yeah, off yeah. on the caps. You know, I'm going to give you a cap as soon as you can if you want to play for England. He made the decision. But yeah, that that call doesn't come if he's playing at centre back because they was pretty much stacked there, and he plays a competitive game for Ireland. And that's it. He's a he's a Republic Ireland international. Yeah, and it would be like, and I guess yeah, you might kind of stick with it. his ceiling as a centre back. Did did you all as soon as he went to centre field, were you like, all oh, right, or or did you initially feel like his ceiling was going to be higher as a centre back? Because I think a lot of people were talking in that way. He. He didn't play a lot of games for centre-back. He only played about two right. at centre-back for us. He come on... I remember there just being a feeling in a story that he will revert back to being a centre-back yeah, at some point. At, right? at some point, yeah. And there, there's times when, you know, we've been a bit lacking in centre-back and people were saying, well, he can play there. Mm. But I don't think he he's as good as a centre-back as he is a midfielder. I think he's one of the top, top midfielders in the world. What What do you love about him? What, what, do, you, what do you consider his greatest strength? Reading of the game. Really? Yeah, reading of the game. Never give up attitude. He can do a lot and he doesn't get credit for doing a lot, if that makes sense. He plays can, every game. Every game, yeah. He, 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 you know, And he has done since he came into the side. He's a fantastic role model. And then, you know, and that is a big, very um, family-orientated man. You know, a lot of good people around him. Down to earth. You know, I spoke to him recently. Um Spoke to him for for a long while and just wanted to talk football. You know, very much concentrated on football. And that is all that drives Declan Rice. Mm. And when you look at someone like Jesse Lingard, who's missing beginnings of the season to go to London Fashion Week or New York Fashion Week, that's the difference, I think. Yeah, I'm, I remember Dave Beckham was always talking about that. It's like Dave Beckham had a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. He knew that it was driven by how by the, good, by the football, good yeah. he was yeah, on the pitch. Reese Oxford then... You know, you could have had those two players t- together, which you know is always an exciting thing. Wh- what are your thoughts on him? Because it it could have, should have worked out believe, at West Ham, but obviously didn't. Start to believe his own hype after a game or two. Really? Because I mean, yeah, he wasn't even in there that long, was he? In that that last he, season, that he played up. a game at um, Arsenal. It was fantastic. Ozil in his pocket, and yep. the, you know that famous mm-hmm. game. Got yanked off against Leicester at half time. Never saw him again, really. Wow. Yeah, but started uh, from what I hear, started to believe his own height. It's so hot, like it's so hot. Sixteen, seventeen, you're gonna lose your. Surely you're gonna lose your way a little bit. But of yeah, course. it's a shame that he wasn't able to kind of flourish there because that could have been really interesting. But again, you know, and I guess it would have come down to if he does what the Rio Ferdinands do, or you know, several players you've had over the years. Then that's another nice bit of chunk of change for you. Yeah, guys. yeah. And in the end, you didn't get that. Um, on the sixth of August, two thousand fifteen, West Ham get knocked out of the Europa League by Astra Gugu. Or <laughs> so this. Uh, the ripple effect of that is that uh, they were able to focus on the Premier League. Is that what you're expecting? They were able to focus on the Premier League and finished seventh. And it also created that glorious meme. That was the first time you went viral, wasn't it? The yes. Yeah. Astra fucking Google. It, it, it was, I mean, the ripple effect for us was was great. We might yeah. not have been here if then, you know, Astra fucking Google <laughs> and all that. But I've got a feeling 
because of what you know the signings that we had that year and the dross that we brought in that could have seen us relegated playing Thursday. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, kind Thursday, of knowing what you know now. I just don't think we was ready. You know, right. new stadium, you know, a, a couple of losses, you know, you've seen what the effects of it, something like that, where we're, we're then concentrating on Thursdays as well. Could have, we could have seen us go down rather than have a good finish. So that's a definite, you know, that's a definite sliding doors moment, ripple effect mm. is that, we got knocked out, but then probably the best thing for us. Because you had, yeah, an amazing season. Also, 1st of September 2015, West Ham signed Mikel Antonio, who has, he's done brilliantly for you. Absolutely brilliant for you. And I thought he was finished. So, we thought he was finished about five times. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he, um, keeps, he keeps, keeps knocking about. Keep, yeah, keep, yeah. Keep, keep yeah. Going, keeps going. Yeah. I love Mikel. He's become a distraction, though. So is he? He's sort of drifting into the. Uh, this isn't a bad or a good thing. It's just a comparison. There's a sort of Charlie Austin, Troy Deeney. He's drifted. You know, he's he's yeah. doing. You know, he's doing media. He's doing a podcast. Well, he's I think everyone's outspoken. entitled to look beyond football. He's coming to the. You know, it's not. He's got not got too many years left. Sure. In his career probably hasn't got too many years left at West Ham. So there's not. You know, you see the the success of people like Peter Peter Crouch and. You know, Fozzie, mm. um, you know, the, the fantastic podcast, you know, it's, it's a great way to make a living, you know. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, and and uh, retain purpose. Uh, retain stay purpose, relevant, stay relevant. Yeah, 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 all of that sort of stuff. But I'm not too sure that the the path he's taken at the moment is the right one in terms of the content of, of his and Callum Wilson's podcast. It's a little bit, it can be a little bit controversial. And uh, you know a little that, that, like the other week that you know they're, they're they're making fun of Richarlison, Richarlison, yeah, bad taste. It's in bad taste that sort of thing, you know. And it doesn't go down well when you're making you know content based on you know the 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 bad seasons that fellow professionals have had, and it's going to cause a lot of rifts. And you know that what he done on the fellas this week, uh, the the filthy fellas, um, that should never have come out. Before the conference leave, it just it's just a distraction. I don't know if you know about it, but no, no, I've seen, yeah, yeah. No, and from filthy uh, from their point of view, result like, well, not, and, and not like they're look thirsty for it, but like you want to get good, you know, you want to get good lines from a podcast. No, it's, any bit it's, of content, it's right? the it's the it's you know the the they've got to put it out when it gets the most traction. Everyone's yeah, talking yeah. about us this week. It's conference leave, so for their, I'm very confused about what the media team are doing. I've heard that they've they you know they've greenlit it. As long as it goes out after, but obviously um, after the final, but obviously the um, the traction would be this week for them. Maybe there's a misunderstanding, mm. but it's not helpful. It's yeah, not yeah. helpful in the week of the final. It just seems a little bit like that. So look, I've got no bones about him, you know, trying to make a living. But I think he has to revisit. He's got such a big personality. Oh, he doesn't need to go down that route. In like he is not gaining anything by telling them fellas who are, none of them are West Ham fans what's going on the inside it's just giving them content it's not even his own podcast you know yeah it, I think it, he's do you know I think there is obviously something as you get sort of later in years in your career start to care less yeah yeah yeah. I'm, I'm done here soon so like, you've got that so you, and you've it. got that freedom exactly uh, yeah I'm out after this these two years yeah. so I'm going to say how I feel which I think is generally overall refreshing I get what you're saying in terms of the timing of it um but yeah, I don't know the inner workings of that. But I mean, it's, it's for someone who came in as sort of a left winger from the championship, 
He's been absolutely His legacy's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So good. Uh, 10th of November, 2015, Payet picks up an injury after a bad tackle from Everton's James McCarthy. It rules him out for three months. West Ham, at the end of the season, were only four points off the Champions League places in 2015-16. So had James McCarthy not injured Payet, what do you think would have happened to West Ham if you'd got Champions League? Johnny, I think we could have won a league. Go on. This is the year Leicester won it, right? That is, yeah. Oh, what? So literally that season you could have won it? I think we could have won it. Oh, yeah. my word. I think we could. It was that good. Dimitri Payet, he was... I think we ended up with about, in the next eight games, I think eight or seven draws and a loss um, that he was out. And I think the games that we drew, like the Everton game, we win if he plays. So you're 19 points off. What, the top? Mm. What, at the end? Yeah. Yeah, eight games. I think we could have won six of them. You've got 14 draws, yeah. You've mm. got a lot of draws. No one, you won the draw championship that year. Yeah. I mean, no yeah. one got any more draws than you. No, that, and that was that big period. We drew every every game, more or less, that right. he was out. And, and, and he's a match winner. That's a, his he's thing. The, he's the winner, yeah. Wow. Wow. That is a shout. I mean, 20 points is a lot. But also, and because uh, you were sort of pushing to the end because it was the last year up to part. Well, certainly at home. They're so away, and you kind of you know, we had an amazing year against the best teams, didn't you? That year? we was one win away from the Champions League. Um... So yeah, so uh, Man City finished fourth that season. Wow, sixty six points. This is Man City, sixty six points. Can you imagine that now? Just can't really, can you? So yeah, just four points off them. And I mean, in the end, Leicester City because everyone sort of then gave up once they'd won the league, mm. uh, and Leicester got a couple of victories after that. So I guess if it had been a bit tighter. I mean, you never know. Certainly, like certainly, Champions League football. And if you get Champions League football, then does Payet stay, or was it family? I can't remember what the reasons it was, were. It never really came out, Jim. But I'm gonna. It was, um, you know, if you want to cut this out, cut it out. But there's a rumor that it was um, a very, it was a, um. <laughs> I don't know where to say it without. We'll know. be back after Nicky figures out how to phrase it. No, it was a, it, it, you know, a bit of controversy with his old pair. Let's just put okay. it that way. Okay. And um, basically, I think the, the, you know, his wife picked, packed up, found out about it, packed up, um, and said, "I'm taking the kids back to France. You can come, or you you don't." And that's that's how you know you never see him again or whatever. Right. But allegedly, allegedly, of course, yeah. allegedly, of course. Never, nothing right. confirmed. So, uh, so regardless, it, I might not have made too much of a difference. Although, so, but to be in the Champions League would have—I mean, the money that would have brought in, actually, the feel of the club as well, because that was the problem, wasn't it? You went into that next season. Also, Billich would. Um, Billich is an interesting one. Is Billich a good manager or not? Could he have, you know, in terms of managers that could have stayed there, his um, personality. I thought was something that really aligned quite well with yeah. West Ham. And if he goes and like he came in, he was exciting, played good football. If you get in the Champions League that season, obviously you, you might have the problem of, uh, you know, doing so well getting there and then dealing with that afterwards. Yeah. But it could have, in terms of the sort of like layers and stepping stones towards being a regular Champions League team, to go into a new stadium with Champions League football, he, I mean, he could have been his managerial career could have been very different. Very different. Um, but I think, I think all the stars of the line in that last season. I you know, we signed him. 
he was unbelievable. He was match winner on his own, you know, and he, one of them players, you know. Um, without him, we showed we're very, we was very average. And um, although we had Manuel Lanzini step up, who was fantastic, um, with him, I think we would have won, you know, the eight games we drew, I think we'd have won at least six or seven of them. But do you think Bilic would have been there long term? What do you think of no, Bilic as a manager? I, I think as a manager, I think his record afterwards has, has shown what sort of manager he is. He's, He's, you, to be fair to Billage, what I will say is... He takes he, tough jobs. Yeah, he doesn't mind a tough job. Exactly. Like West Brom, he did well, went up and they just biffed him. Yeah. Watford, I mean, you get what you get Boys when you jealous, go to Watford. Yeah. What are you doing? But you're just taking... <laughs> it's like it's like a three-month like great pay deal. Um, but West... Yeah, I can't remember why he left West Ham. But poor it, form. It wasn't, but yeah, it wasn't... Was it that bad? It was bad. Okay. It was really yeah, bad. Never than me. Does Declan Rice still break into the team if West Ham have Champions League money? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I think he does. Yeah. Does he still get to make that move? from center? That's so rare, centre-back to centre-midfield. That's so rare, isn't it? It is. Um, Could he do a John Stones where he goes back to centre-back and or are you wasting that energy that he has to get I th- around the Yeah, back? I think, you know, in the days where we've been struggling for centre-backs. You know, I've always been the case of keeping him in midfield. He's, he's much better utilising midfield. You're just mm. wasting talent. I always feel like, whenever I watch West Ham, I feel like he's, like, bigger than everyone. Like, I can't stop looking at him because he's just sort it's of... just everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, he's yeah, everywhere and he, he stands out. He's He's got world-class movement. He's got world-class abilities. Yeah. You must... Do you have a real ache in the fact that you're not going to see <sighs> him much more? Must it? I love him. I know that feeling as well when you're sort of, a, this isn't going to last forever. I'm going to be honest with you, Jim, right? I've I've been, you know, 40, 40, I'm 40 now. You can tell by the grey of my beard, but I've seen a golden generation of, of talent come through um, from, you know, from first game to last game. Mm. Some of them retired now. You know, Lampard, Ferdinand, Defoe, Carrick, well, actually all retired now. Yeah. Carrick, Glenn Johnson, um, Joe Cole. Joe Cole. And, and you know, he's the best out of all of them in terms of where he is still at West Ham. You know, you can argue that when Lampard go and when Rio went, when they went to them top, top clubs, you know, the, their development started. But why he's been at West Ham at the ages he, he, he was when, he, when they was at West Ham, he's better, like head and shoulders. Really, yeah. Yeah, so when he does make that move, I know that he's going to excel. You know, I've seen the talent that them boys had and what they went on to do with it when they went to the, the world-class managers and went to play in the Champions League. He'd excel all of them. I think also the other thing you could say about him is that to to be in centre midfield, to be going through your development as a young player, is, and for the club to improve, was kind of a, a, with, with you at that time, that speaks volumes about him, I think, as well, mm. in a massive, massive way. He'll never, he'll never be appreciated, why is it us? Yeah, you know, by the media, you know, you see all of this stuff about the media. Look, uh, and I'm not gonna needs a... to add goals to his game. Yeah, and all that sort of. Does he? Did, did, yeah, did yeah. Claude Bacalelli? You know, did he? Did Roy Keane have to add goals to his game? Yeah, not really. They played a different role, which is the role he plays. But you know, when he goes um, to the big club that he's going to go to, and he's got someone behind him that can do a competent job, and he's got someone beside him that can do the same job that he can do, and he's got someone in front of him that can do the job that they're meant to be doing. There's no stopping that boy. I am fascinated to see the role that he has at his next club, and if he has the... Because I think there were certain players, when they have the ability to cover the pitch like he can, 
Like so, with England, we were so dominant, and they kind of wanted to let Jude Bellingham go and do that. Yeah, that he actually played a very different role, which I w- didn't think he was good enough to do, but he proved in the France game that he was, which again shows an ability to acclimatize to different levels, which I think is really impressive. But I'm intrigued to see if he goes, say he goes to an Arsenal, is he going to be standing still a lot of the time and you're wasting his superpower a little bit? Mm. Whereas if he goes to a Chelsea or a Man United, like where if he goes if he goes to a Man United, like he could be that Roy Keane box to box player. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. Which is really exciting for for his future, I think. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He's got the abilities to as well. He doesn't mm. get to show them as much. He, he can strike a football. He can pass. He's got world-class ability in passing. But, you know, unfortunately, the, the twonks that are running on at the end of it sometimes for us are <laughs> not <laughs> yeah, good yeah. enough. Yeah. And Joey's had so many games of football. that That is really important in terms of your... And you're caps. a valuable part. You're a valuable part. Has he got 45 caps? 45 caps for England. And two for Ireland. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, amazing. Where will he play for next? <laughs> International country next. Uh, 2016-17 was very different. The move to the London Stadium. West Ham sign uh, Feguli. Nordvite. <laughs> Household names, eh? Yeah. Are. Ashley Fletcher. Wow. Andre Ayu. Did okay. Uh, Masuaku. It's okay. I, love, I love him. No, you didn't. I did. I loved he was, him. Okay. He was an awful player. Yeah. But he's, again... Oh, is it one of those you start to like him because he's that bad? Okay. Uh, Jose Font. Had a good career. Snodgrass. More of a championship he's player, did, really. He started he? poor. Yeah. Uh, Edmilson Fernandez and Alvaro Arbeloa. The total cost of these transfers was fifty point four million. Were these poor signings? Uh, what meant? Is it those poor signings that led to you guys regressing more than anything? Yeah, yeah, Not absolutely. More so than the stadium. It was filler. It was all filler. It was all cheap filler to you know, and 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 that, I think that is a, a lot of what riled us up more, you know, and and the whole thing was just a, a recipe for disaster. Um, Filling the squad out with just cheap shite. Is have you seen? Is there a ripple effect in terms of a learning that you've done well, you want to strengthen, and then they kind of yeah went cheap and weird I don't this think... time round. That they did go for quality more so. Yes, um, but I think that's more to do with the new investors who are going to be the new owners. Right. Um, when it comes to Sullivan and Gold, God rest his soul. And well, you know, I don't like to speak ill of the dead, and mm. we've lost him recently, but. You know, they sold us a dream, and I think they're. I think that this is the, you know you might think think that this is what I'm saying about car boot sale. They was picking them players up for nothing, and I think their their whole you know their whole philosophy was let's just steady the ship till we're ready to sell it. You know, just keep in the Premier League. You know, don't do nothing. You know, major. Don't make any big investments. And um, they was buying them players for free and then selling them on for profit. You know, and it was it was like we was the flippers of the of the of the you know the the football world. You know, Nordvite, I think we sold for eight million quid. Did we picked you? him up for nothing. Yeah, wow. and who, whoever paid that, I don't know. But but this is the thing. I just think they had this. How much do you think West Ham's worth now? Obviously, you but, can't be accurate. But like, you know, what would your gut say? This is a. I I would put a value on any other club, but because we have no asset, there is no asset. There is, the only assets we've got is the players. Right. Um, we don't own our own home. You know, we don't we don't have the revenue rights for but I would say someone would pay about eight hundred million quid for us just because of the brand and where it is and the land around it. There's rumours that we may be given the land 
and then maybe giving the stadium that the the um you know because of the let's be honest Johnson give him such a bad deal um that I think is it was always um designed to make it such a bad deal for the government that they'll end up giving it to him right to get to get it off the government's hands without you know basically turn around and go, and there's the keys, you can have it for free and, the, and you know, the country up in uproar. So I think the plan was always, look, charging this rent, they'll see, the you know, the, the public will see that every year it costs us 15 million quid to convert it. You know, it's it's an, um, you know, something that we can't sustain. So in the end, just give it to them right. to get rid of it. Um, and I think that was, but I think when, when Khan came into power, um, I think he, he, he sort of had the opposite thing and saying like, I think he, what he was trying to do for a long time is trying to find um, breaks in a contract or little holes in a contract to, to try and regain some of the power. But it was so a watertight con- contract that the only reason that they're going to ever keep hold of it is if there was a break in that contract and they, right. could, they could charge us more, but there isn't. So if they get that, then it could be a big investment opportunity. Interesting. So so your general feeling on the future of West Ham is not based on very strong foundation? No. No. No, like, I think not. people will forget that. I think people will go, oh, look, steady manager, decent squad, great ground, they European could, football. Yeah, well, anything could happen. You know, mm. there is no foundation. There will never be any foundation there while Sullivan's there. Right. There will never be. Or, or until you own your own home. Until we own our yeah. own home again. Okay. Uh, in that season, there was a pitch invasion that year. It was it was after a 3-0 defeat to Burnley. And <laughs> Actually, what's interesting is that you were only in 12th at the time. Yeah. Doesn't it, feel that bad. It, it was, <laughs> no, because it was... Um, overreaction from the it West Ham. I, I don't think it was a... Uh, <laughs> overreaction. <laughs> it wasn't uh, in terms of we wasn't relegation threatened or it wasn't about the money it was about the ownership yeah it was about the own it was all about the ownership and it was about marches and demonstrations that were cancelled and it just boiled over that day and I was very much in the hub of that Jim mm-hmm. um yeah, in terms of the drive of it and we you know it was a it was a hairy time for everyone um I had threats to my life threats really? to my wow. children's life threats to my God. wife's life you know it was it's horrible but we 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 evaluated ourselves and we reevaluated everything about you know the channel at the time. But yeah, in terms of the football, yeah, it was horrendous. That was horrendous times, horrendous. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, one casual, let's lighten it. One casualty was uh, João Mario. 
who's on loan. Hey, I love There's a lot Gail of players Mario. to talk about. Yeah, I loved it. Because you've got, you've got to, through so many. Because that is the thing that I say all the time. Is that, you know, when the player's not really good enough for like a top six team, we'll go, you know where they should go? West Ham yeah, or, or Everton, yeah. yeah. And so like, a lot of those... Or Villa. Players, Villa, yeah. Villa might be the one this year. Uh, so in this season... Uh, so Sorry, Jao Barrio now... He was on loan, didn't work out. He's uh, this season. He's thirty, and he scored twenty three goals and got fifteen. He's smashing in the it, absolutely killing it. Uh, if the struggles under Bilic never happened, could Jao Mario have stayed and become a legend? Of the club? I loved him. I, you know, it, what happened it, then? It's just the whole club was just turgid. Yeah, it, it, yeah. he probably thought, "Fuck this, I'm, I'm not staying here." You know what I mean? Yeah. It was, it, you know, it, there was a lot of instability, a lot of instability with the Payet stuff. Was that season? I think. Um, of course, yeah, because yeah. yeah, there was a lot of you know, there's a lot of anger there with that as well. God, it was such a toxic little concoction. It, it was horrible, time, yeah. I remember the Pellegrini effect. Declan Rice made his debut on the final day of 2016-17 against Burnley under Slam Village, but it was Pellegrini who actually started playing in midfield, as we've discussed. Yeah, if he hadn't have done this, would Rice be playing as a centre back for Ireland? Now I've already used that line, so we'll <laughs> move on. One of the key ripples in his sacking was the signing of Roberto, as we spoke about. Yep. And he played seven Premier League starts, made two errors, which resulted directly to goals. <laughs> two? Just two, yeah. It feels like there was more than that. I remember it, it was the talking point. That weekend, I mean, he didn't. He, was it one specific game? He sort of dropped two, like they were right underneath him. Burnley, so odd. It, it was. But I was, was it the, I was standing there, and and there was one that come over. And Burnley, you know, they're not the greatest of football insides. But Sean Dyche at the time, he just identified that he was such a bad goalkeeper, and he was just saying, "Punt it up in the air and yeah. get underneath him." And yeah. he, he, he can't. And he was flapping every. I remember him. <laughs> that game, Jim. I was watching him, and he he basically like. Chris Wood got underneath him. He's flapping around. He punched it in his own net. And I, I remember looking at my mate Ryan and saying, I, I was just like disbelief. And I think, who, who is this guy? Is he just rocked up in the, yeah, in the yeah. car park? Yeah, last minute. And I remember he was, he was nearly crying because he was, it was, it was that typical, you know, you know, you get this, can he do it Tuesday night, Stoke and all. Bernie's another one of them, yeah. and, you know, and, and they was bullying him. And at the end of it, he was screaming at the referee. You could see him visibly upset. And I remember the, the, the final whistle came and he sprinted. Really? And I mean, sprinted down the tunnel and you never saw him again. Probably quite slowly. <laughs> no, he, like no, no, no. Oh, he really? was quick, yeah, mate. Right. He just bumped. He got bullied. Uh, Pellegrin, there's so many bodies that have been through West Ham are there <laughs> any names that spring to mind of like oh it could have been really different for these guys some of these guys that were kind of casualties in the sort of ebb and flow of West Ham United um is Pellegrini one of those no I think Pellegrini was you finished. all kind of liked him and then it uh, we liked not... the idea of him yeah we liked the idea softer thing yeah but it? it's, it's one of them things where you know Moyes football at the start when when he take over it was terrible and then you get this this point because you know we started signing people like Felipe Anderson who was you know a big Brazilian yeah. winger you know Hilaire the, the season after the, 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 he's the casualty for me hmm. um, never worked out I think you know under a, under a different manager he could have flourished with us and he could have become the focal point but he, you know he, he, I think he just become disillusioned with the striker's graveyard Oh, um, even still that, you and Chelsea it's just incredible yeah, isn't it yeah it's, it's, it's unreal you know you want to finish your career go to West Ham yeah. as a striker you know because we just can't seem to be getting a tune out of them we just need we, we just seem to be battering rams and you know these these players that are just 
all running. It's the right shape of a striker. Yeah. It's always the right shape yeah, of like yeah, Zaza. Yeah. Was it Zaza? It was the right shape of a striker. <laughs> we just got they're not any good. But you will get a low move to QPR. The amount of players we've had. Zerati. Maiga. We had as well. Maiga. Maiga, yeah. We had him. Anyway, we had loads of them. So uh, the Declan Rice effect, we've spoken about him a lot. Um, but let's talk about the future. So that Declan Rice transfer fee is it's sort of a double-edged sword, isn't it, really? Because it'll allow you to maybe reinvent the squad, possibly the style as well, which could lead to a ripple effect of David Moyes and maybe going for a new manager. Let's start with the, the money itself. How much would you want for Declan Rice and how would you like it spent? Well, I want £500 million if possible. But, Realistic. Um, how much I do you think it, you'll get? How much do you think I think he'll get? go for about 80 90 yeah, I, th- I think there'll be a player chucked in as well, um, just to sort of soften the blow a little bit. We need to. There is no replacement. There is no replacement. There is no one out there now, realistically, that we could go and turn around and say, right, get him, and he can do the same as what Declan. Nobody can do what Declan does for us. No one, you know, affordable for us or or reachable. So what we need to do now is, <clears throat> you know, maybe buy a pair. Um, Sorry, I literally thought of a pair. Not, not a pair, <laughs> no, not, 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 not an actual pair, but not, by a pair of midfielders that can, sure. you know, t- t- you know, to 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 stable that 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 midfield together because Suchek's terrible. He's a terrible footballer. He's a, he's a lovely guy, but he's a terrible footballer. So, you know, getting a dynamic and maybe a pair and bringing them all, both in at the same time and you know them learning their games, but you'll never replace Declan Rice. So we need to focus off of is you move that focus onto Pakatar and you could yes. so would you rather would you rather spend you know invest heavily in really exciting young players or get two steady premier league pros and just build the team around yeah, Pakatar yeah i think that i think uh, yeah i think two two proven two premier league players you know i'd i'd take all prowse in a heartbeat yeah i think it'd be great uh, i think it'd be good for us um and maybe a youngster by, beside like a you know with a Sort of a big reputation, you know, when the next the next big thing, sort of yeah. thing, um, to try and you know make the next Declan Rice. I don't think we're going to get and get. We, you know, we can't attract the people like Casado or anyone like that. You know, we're not going to get players like that realistically. So, but those play. I mean, those players are out there. That's they the are, thing. yeah. There's, like, there's so many. There's so many players not from uh, the top five leagues that. People are now sort of snapping up. You know, see Atalanta do this a lot. See teams in Italy do it yeah. a lot. You see Brighton obviously do it a lot. Brentford do it. Go to Scandinavia and get, you know, Danish players. Like that's, I think that's always something that with West Ham, it's always been a bit kind of, that recruitment felt a little bit lazy and like you're kind of a name, go on then, come come over here. That probably needs to tweak and change. Yeah, I mean, when you listen to the transfer, you know, philosophies, when, you know, you as people that study West Ham a lot, um, you know, and you're thinking to yourself, like, this is the, you know, we're, we're identifying holes in October, November, and you're thinking, right, this player would be perfect, or that player would be perfect, and this is what we need, and this is what we're lacking, and this is why we're not doing this, and this is why we're not progressing. And then when it comes to January, going, and then, you know, you're thinking to yourself, like, they, they must be thinking about it. And then you get to January, and, and they're like, yeah, we're going to start thinking about it now. I think, hold on a minute, what have you been doing for six months? You know, it's, yeah, but. but yeah, I think there needs to be a, a, you know, I think the likes of Brighton and 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 Brentford, you know, that their, their philosophies and their, you know, their their strategies, we should be looking to emulate that because if we do, we can be further along than them. 
you know. Yeah, yeah. That's it. I think I don't think you use West Ham and Everton or Everton didn't. They sort of use this Everton used their size badly. Yes. So they kind of yes. overpaid for things because they oh they've got money and they're a big club. And whereas like Brentford and Brighton are incredibly sort of hungry. Yeah. Because they are kind of living off scraps, so they need to go and find them. But they have an understanding that there's loads of scraps knocking about if, yes. you, if you're smart enough to find them. Yes. And that West Ham just need to be... Intelligent. Although, yeah. Because, I mean, you've you've had a steady manager that, that's allowed you to do that. And as I say, you've gone and bought some quality there. It's just interesting to see how, like, how long will that quality last and also how sustainable is it in terms of bringing in players... You need to sell some of those guys at the right time, and like, who's the next Declan Rice? Like, well, yeah, this is the thing. So, so this is this is why I don't think you know you're talking about the Declan Rice money. I think the ripple effect of that is going to be like a like an Olympic diver. I don't think there is any ripple effect. It's a little splash because <laughs> right. um, Tom Daly winning the medal. Yeah, yeah, splash, but yeah. It, because they won't invest it right. They're still they've just signed up three of our. Veterans to new deals. So who are they see? Cresswell, who's okay. finished three yeah. years ago. Uh, Fabianski. <laughs> I love Cresswell. Yeah, Don't get me wrong, yeah, yeah. but no, you know, three and Ogbonna. Wow. You know, and you're never going to progress like that. You know, you need to find the, the, yeah, the, the next odd. one. Yeah, yeah, that seems really. Just odd. wait. You're just throwing money and wasting squad places by by re-signing them players. Yeah. They won't play. You know, and also it, like know your place. Like, so like Brighton go and go. Well, we'll have Levi Cole on loan for a year. Yeah, and you can have. Yeah, yes, you'll get him back, but we're never going to get him in the first place anyway. Yeah. So let's have him be better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, the uh, Europa Conference League final then. <laughs> Fiorentina, lots of purple and claret knocking about everywhere. <laughs> Does winning the final give Moyes immortality? Does he become a legend? Surely. I Was it forty-three years? Is it forty-seven since we was in a final? Oh, wow. Fifty-eight since we won it. Bloody hell. And I'll tell you, I'm going to tell you something now, Jim, right? If we win this, this Conference League trophy, Come on. we will have more European Cups than Arsenal. Ooh. Yes, more. They have only won a Cup Winners' Cup, the same as we've won a Cup Winners' Cup. So we will have more European trophies than Arsenal. And I say that with a grin on my face because they think they're the, they're, they're the bee's knees at the minute. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. And, um, I think it grants. When do we, 2006, I see us lose. 80. I, I'm a, I was born in 82, and I'm an old man. Do you know what I mean? Like, and 80 was the last time we won it. If they win a trophy, they're going down in history mm. for our small club. You know, it, it's it's. You're desperate for this one, aren't you? Yes, yes, yeah. absolutely. I just want to see it once, Jim, yeah. because I think if the moment slips away, where, where does that leave us? You know, in in terms of Pakatar, He's not going to stay if we ain't got European football. We need it to keep hold. You know, Declan's going. We don't want him started to kick up a fuss. Saying, well, you know, we're not going to play European football next year. Because Cause you can go down like that. You could be Leicester City like that. Leicester, yeah. Easy. They semi-fin- nearly was you. Semi-finals of that competition last year, Leicester. Yeah. In the premiership, in the championship this year, you know. So you don't want to be you don't want to be losing that sort of quality in terms of when you're losing your captain. You know, you need to you know, say, right, we've, we have got this European came, campaign coming up this year. Now we're going to build it around you. If you haven't got nothing, yeah, you know, I think we've we've missed a trick in terms of a big managerial appointment at the beginning of the season. I think if we'd have appointed a bigger manager, if we'd have pulled the trigger on Moyes early, I think we could have attracted someone like a Pochettino or something for a, for a, for a bit of a project, yeah. Um, or Tuchel, maybe. Um it would have took a little bit of money, I think, but yeah, I think it was money. it was still an attractive enough position. 
the longer they left it, you know, it's just been a normal season. We're just in the conference. So we need that to carry on this. If that, if we don't win that final Wednesday, I'm not saying it's the be all and end all because it'd never be the be all and end all for me, but that's the end of that journey. And it's starting again. Yeah, because essentially those players have been given a new deal. Really, this, this does feel like the end of a chapter, doesn't it? With yeah. a lot of those players there and quite possibly the manager as well. For him to sort of kind of bounce back up, I don't think many people feel that that is possible. And that's somewhat unfair because Dave Moyes had a good career as a manager. But also those feelings, they kind of do filter into the squad and the yeah. stadium and all those things as well. So in terms of that immortality, and he, do you know, I'd be if David Moyes doesn't win a single trophy in his career. Like he's earned He's getting it. a Celtic, mate. He was going to win loads, yeah. Oh, okay. Or well, maybe he'll get it. Yeah, that's a good move for him. That makes sense. What I would say is, like, I think that when I'm saying you, des- you know, the desperation that's there, it it does it feels like me when we got to the the playoff final because I'd waited twenty years for that yeah and I think for David Moyes there's that same feeling there you talk about right at the start of the podcast of of Declan Rice not being you know this won't be the biggest games that he plays in his career again I, I I sort of refute that a little bit because I think he knows it's his last game so he'll want it even more because he's going to look back on this chapter as the starting point the launch pad and and a club that I he will. I think there's some players that become pundits afterwards and they almost forget the club, some of the clubs that they played for. I don't think Declan Rice will kind of be like that. Like, no. He, he feels like a hammer, he, if you know what I mean? As I said, I spoke to him recently. He wants it so bad. Yeah. And he, you know, he's talking about scoring and I've got to score, I've got to score. And I think it's one of them ones where because he knows it's his last game and, and because he's got, he's, he's, that's his parting gift. For sure, you know, for sure. You know that's his parting gift. Like, let me give these. You know, and he, he he's such a lovely boy. He's such a lovely guy, and um, I think he you know he's desperate not for himself, not for uh, that could get me a, a move to a bigger club. It's like you know I have to go. He probably don't want to go, you know, but he has to for yeah, the sake yeah, of his yeah. career and for the sake of his ambition. But he's thinking to himself, let me just leave these guys with something, something to remember me by, you know, something where he can write his name in our history. Because that's, I mean, the nuts and bolts of it are, you're actually just trying to retain, you're trying to stay on the Travelator. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. that's all, by winning this, that's all that really provides you. Of course. You know, I think we can go, this could be the launch pad. To, nah, football doesn't really work like that. No, You've got to no, be, no. especially in the Premier League, it's, especially in football, it's it's tiny margins all the time and little changes in the recruitment's got to be right and everyone else is trying to get the recruitment to right. Yeah, to stay still. To retain European football for another year because actually that, it's when you zoom out that you're like, oh, we've been in, the, you know, we've been in Europe for four, five, six years. That's when you start to really build something. So such a, it comes back to what we're saying is that yeah, all the, but but when you zoom in, it's not about the nuts and bolts. It's about Declan Rice being in tears at the end of that game, sh- like clapping you lot and you lot being in tears back because you've not had these moments and. That's what that's what it's going to be about, isn't it? And if he does score, it's going to be absolutely amazing. I've got to say, I, the Champions League final over the last few years, I'm not as bothered. I, I really, maybe it's just me and my, my sort of football story, but I much prefer these sort of underdog. We don't really get to have these moments. Moments, they're I so much more powerful. Uh, Champions League finals are, are they're good spectacles, but for me, they're unattainable. You know, if I watch the FA Cup final, I think we could be there next year. We're not going to be in a Champions League final ever. Yeah. You know, and and that becomes it's it's like it's like watching the Oscars. 
you know, why watch it? You're never going to be sat at the Oscars. Yeah, and there's a, and it's there's only like sort of a f- there's only a few combinations. Yeah, if yeah. You know what I mean, that, yeah. I think that's the kind of killer. But whereas you've got for Fiorentina fans as well, like, obviously, it'll be a huge, huge night for them. It's going to be a tough game as well. Let's finish this with hopefully this dream coming a reality. If it is to be a dream final for you. Have a good time out there. Look after yourself. <laughs> Shake Nolsey's hand for me if you see Oh, him. I will do. Yeah. Um, what's what's the dream? Paint the dream for me of, of that that night. How do you want it to play out? The dream scenario is a last minute winner in extra time, and it's oh, Declan Rice. You, you want the torture? That's no. That, want, that is the that dream. You want it, a little bit of torture? That, if you want the elation, you know, for me personally, for my heart and that, it's a four 0 win. <laughs> You know, we score four within the first 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, but a dream scenario would be a last-minute winner in extra time, and it's Declan Rice drives one from the edge yeah, of the box. Yeah, Gerrard-style, yeah. bottom corner. Thump. Yeah, like, whereas, you know, the last kick, whereas they're kicking off, and then we're, I'm blowing this whistle, that's it. That's the dream scenario. Mm-hmm. And, you know, partying all night. Um, how do you, uh, but what's, uh, how do you see it playing out, then? Tough game. Tough, tough game. Really tough. Um, Best team you played. Well, well. Yeah, we're very similar. Probably going to be one of them, a 1-1 one, one or something, you know. Stinks of penalties. Yeah, yeah. It's probably going to be like that because we're very, very similar. But we have to start quick. But we have got the players, Jim. We've got, you know, the, as as much of the, you know, they're not so good players. We have got players that can cause issues. You know, the likes of Antonio. We've got players that can step up to international class like Bowen. They showed in the past. He could be a match winner. Paqueta is, you know, he could run the game. Yeah, he's a starter for Brazil. Or he, or he could stink, stink the place out like he has done earlier on the season. Declan Rice won in it. You know, we have to start quick. Mm. We have to start on the front foot. And if I think we we do that, we can win it quite easily. But that's what we haven't done a lot this season. It's, it's, do we shit the bed again like, like Frankfurt last year? You know, we were so good in these games, got to the, you know, to, to, to the nub of it and we froze. Yeah, you know, but I think we will draw experience from that last year. We're gonna win it. Come on, we're gonna win it, mate. Come on, good luck, mate. Have a great time. Stay safe. I'm sure you will. And uh, yeah, mate, I'm rooting for you. Fingers crossed, it it all works out. Thank you very much. Cheers, pal. Good luck, bud. Thanks for having me on. Right, guys, if you enjoyed this podcast, then and you're still listening, then why not follow the podcast? Give us a five star rating. Check out all the other podcasts. They're all well good. And I'll speak to you guys soon.